0: Love, talk radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. This has been a devastating week, not a good week, I don't think, and you'll understand in a moment why. Uh, in fact, I want to get into my show right away. Uh, I'm just anxious. I have so many things to cover tonight. And I'm anxious to get to them. Let me tell you first, or explain to you if I might first, that we're going to be all over the world tonight. Washington, D.C., Israel, Florida, Hollywood, Key West, Australia, New York City, San Francisco, and Florence, Arizona. Okay, let me start with this. I believe that today was a sad day for America. What am I talking about? It'll be considered also a sad day in American history. We know the beating Biden is taking. We know the things that can't be accomplished because of Manchin and Sinema. Uh, the, and this voting bill, the Democrats can't seem to get it passed. Maybe they will tomorrow, the next day somehow. I don't understand all these shenanigans in Washington. Uh, but what happened today is what bothers me. Schumer has been peddling for several days that we're going to force a discussion on the floor. The Republicans are going to have to talk. We're going to talk. And let's see who's going to say they're against voting rights. Let's see what excuse the Republicans are going to have. And I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be terrific. Open warfare on the floor. Finally, the Senate of the United States is acting as it should. They're arguing something of value, something important. Well, I, I, I will say it this way. I spent the afternoon working on the show, so I'm running back and forth to the television set, which is in another room, and it was nothing. I was grossly disappointed. It was all, excuse me, my friends, it was bullshit. Schumer made his speech. Everybody's going to know who stands for what. Nobody cares. You've got to get the job done. And whatever Schumer and the Democrats thought today was going to accomplish, as far as I'm concerned, it did not. It made them look terrible. It was it was like another weight is going to end up on Biden's shoulders. All right. So let me tell you what I'm concerned with here with and what I think should be done. Um, it was the voting rights bill. Very important, these bills are. What they're doing in the state legislatures, to what, 26 of them, uh, they're destroying the, the basic right of all American citizens, the right to vote. And, of course, it's got to be dealt with. But let's figure out the right way and let's get it done. What I saw today was nothing, and the buildup to it was a disappointment. You don't promise, or indicate, or suggest what you're going to deliver when you can't deliver it. Very simple. When I, when I practice law, and I'm in front of a jury all the time, in the opening statement, you tell them, here's what I'm going to prove, blah, blah, blah. And if you don't prove it, your opponent's going to tell them in submission, did he prove it all? No, he said he was going to prove it. You don't say you're going to prove something unless you have the goods and you can do it anyhow uh i picked up poor schumer but he deserves it he, he doesn't impress me at all i don't even know if he, how well he thinks he isn't great at articulating it, at speaking uh, and I, I, I don't think he accomplished what he wanted today so let me tell you what i think should be done here and this is the democrats pussyfoot they don't play down and dirty like the republicans sometimes you gotta play down and dirty that's the way politics is you can't be a gentleman and say well you're going to do something Uh, we'll negotiate some more bullshit for years (laughs) the the last 10 years this is how the republican party acts and the democrats they love this abuse they must because they permit it to happen more and more anyhow I think the mansion and cinema should be cold-shouldered by the Democratic Party, by the members of the Senate and the House. In other words, ignore them. "No good morning, no hello, Alaria, you? you got a match." Uh, and nothing. Absolutely nothing. Let him know. Let them know that what they did was bad. They embarrassed the president, they embarrassed Congress, they embarrassed themselves, and they hurt the people of the United States. Also, uh, there, whatever goes to the states of West Virginia and Arizona, Mansion and Cinema states, their bills, money's going into their states every day for different programs that are passed in the past. And uh, let's start delaying those programs, the payments on them. Uh, if they're supposed to get paid next Monday money doesn't show up for a week, and they have to call for it. And then they're calling Manchin saying what's going on. He says, I don't know. I'll check into it. And when Manchin calls, whoever's he got to call, everyone's busy. Can't talk to him. Uh, and if he wants to talk to the president, geez, can't give you an appointment for two weeks. He's booked so solid. And if he walks in and wants to go in the Oval Office, tell him I have to sit and wait. And then the president will leave and never see him go out the back door and go home go upstairs. They've got to be treated this way. These two people have destroyed the Biden presidency. They have. Because what he's accomplished so far is good. What he would have accomplished with the bills that are being killed, voting rights and build back America, would have been good for the country. And all they needed were those two votes. And these people don't impress me with their excuses. And I've indicated why in the past. So People have to know that West Virginia and Arizona no longer will get the attention in Washington that they had been getting. That's how you play down and dirty. Johnson used to do it. (laughs) Lyndon Johnson was a master at this, okay? You want that bridge? You want this highway finished? No problem. Why aren't you doing this to help me? The bridge was finished. The highway money came through. So now, what else do I want to tell you about this? If what I'm suggesting—I'm serious about this—results in Mansion and Cinema uh, voting with the Republicans, or becoming independents, or changing their party affiliation to, to Republican, so what? Now the Democrats have control of the Senate, but they really don't. But they do if Mansion and Cinema dance to the tune of the party of the president. Uh, So if he doesn't have them and they vote with the Republicans, the the result is the same. What legislation got passed today? Did the Voting Rights Bill get passed? Build Back America get passed? No, because they didn't cooperate. They're supposed to. They're Democrats. You reach a certain point where you negotiate all you can and that's it. Uh, And so they don't. And the Republicans pass the bill and they send it to the president. I don't know how it's going to get there, because the Democratic House will not vote the same way as the Republicans in the Senate. But so both sides do. And the bill ends up on the president's desk. Do you think he's going to sign it, a a bill by the Republicans that, in his opinion, isn't a good one? Of course he's not. And what happens if he doesn't? If he doesn't sign, it becomes law automatically in 10 days. But if he signs it, he can veto it. And he just vetoes the bill. And if the Republican Senate wants to pass, it goes back to them, and they've got to override his veto. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. Only one way to find out. You cause aggravation to the other side as they cause aggravation to your side. That's the way things have been done. That's that's how things are done in life. And that's the way things should be done. Don't forget. The edge is with the Democrats. I don't care what happens in uh, 2022. Let's assume the Republicans uh, take control of the Senate. You still have Biden who's got to sign something in the end. Nothing's going to happen that he doesn't want to happen. Remember, Joe Biden has three more years in the presidency. You know, it's not like he's out of the ballgame in less than a year. Okay, let me talk to you about, sad, what's happening here. I want to talk about COVID for a moment. Um, The United States is seeing the highest rate of children with COVID hospitalizations ever. You heard me. Child COVID hospitalizations are the highest the United States has ever had. They are averaging, on a per-day basis, 893 New hospitalizations. So there's more than 893 in the hospital. 893 new hospitalizations per day. These are children, okay? These are children 17 and under from the age of uh, 5 up to 17. Uh, Now, uh, how many kids have been infected? Well, 90,000 have come down with coronavirus since August 1st. 2020, when this stuff really got going, uh, through January 13th of this month. So a lot of people. But still, it wasn't as high as the numbers are going today. Now, the highest hospitalization rates are among newborn children to four years of age. And the reason is, these very young ones are not eligible yet for vaccination, okay? So it's, We've got to work it out to get them vaccinated and hope that their, their parents let them get vaccinated. The medical experts, the Dr. Fauci's and everyone else who seems to have a serious, honest approach to this, to this virus, predict that the number of children hospitalized will increase in the next three to four weeks. They, these people are smart. They see it coming. Then it will ease off and it will start dropping down. I hope they're right. They've said other things that aren't right. This is a terrible problem they're dealing with. I have sympathy for them. And and all you can do is take your best step, decide what's good to do, do it if it doesn't work, you try something else, and that's where we're at at the present time. These numbers I gave you, by the way, regarding children and their hospitalizations for COVID are based on data released by the CDC yesterday. Ho, 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 Yogi there just a second here. I just mixed up my notes. Uh, how has the pandemic, okay, how has the pandemic? It's been going on for a little over two years now. How has it affected the rich and how has it affected the poor? Contrasted with each other. An advocacy group I came out with a report yesterday. And they said that COVID has affected the rich and poor in the United States. In fact, it's affecting the rich and poor all over the world. Uh, Let's take America first. The 10 richest men in the world doubled their fortunes during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Yep, that's what the report said, and I quote, the 10 richest men, 10 people, The 10 richest men in the world doubled their fortunes during the COVID-19 pandemic. The wealthy, the wealthy, the wealth of the world's 10 increased by a certain number. You know, if if their money doubled, how did it double? Well, they started off a little over two years ago with $700 billion. Today they have $1.5 trillion. Their wealth increased from $700 billion to $1.5 trillion. In the meantime, what about the other 99%, okay? The other 99%, the value of their money diminished, went down. Typical story in this country, the rich got richer and the poor, poorer. The result, this report also indicated this is a worldwide problem, the rich get rich and the poor get poorer. The result was, of the rich getting richer, that in excess of 160 million people were forced into poverty in the last two years. 160 million people forced into poverty, okay? Rich get richer and the poor, poorer. Uh, Israel. Israel's been pretty good in the fight against COVID. Uh, they've been in the front. They've been, they've been coming up with items to help to dispose of the virus if they could minimize it, explain it, deal with it. They're working at it. They announced They announced last month. I remember I talked to you about this, and I wrote about it also on my blog. Uh, Israel predicted that they soon would be coming out with a fourth vaccine. Fourth. You get your first two shots, you get your booster. Now you're going to get another booster. That's the fourth shot. Uh, Because they felt it had to be, okay? So they've been giving a fourth shot to their people in Israel. Yesterday, Israel announced, okay, that there was no mitigation of Omicron. Omicron, no mitigation. It did not help in keeping the virus down, uh, et cetera. It didn't work. They said they were honest up front, and they admitted. They said the fourth dose, and I quote, was not good enough. Now they'll go try something else. Keep trying. All right. Now, Florida. <laughs> Lovely state. I live here. I'm a resident. I love this place. But they're wacky from our governor down. Uh, let me start with this, what's happening here right now. A congressman in the 20th District of Florida, I don't know where that is, but in the 20th District of Florida, a congressman uh, died. So they had to have, under the rules, they had to have a special election. The special election was last Tuesday. Uh, The 20th District is basically, and has been forever, it seems, Democratic heavy. heavy. Well, the Republican candidate was Jason Mariner. The Democratic candidate was Sheila loose McCormick. Now, let me tell you, Sheila, the Democrat won big time. She got seventy nine percent of the vote. <laughs> Her Republican opponent only twenty percent. I'm laughing because you gotta see what's gonna happen now. Remember Trump is their leader and they all wanna be like him and they all wanna follow him and they know what to do because he's done the right things. Okay. Now you gotta remember Uh, Sheila won by 59 points, okay? And the actual numbers. Sheila, the Democrat who won, got 46,663 votes. The Republican, Mariner, only got 10,883. Obviously got demolished. What do you think? He won't concede. He said. Miami stuff was discovered, quote unquote. Miami stuff was discovered. It's like, who, who, who dumped those ballots, Trump said once, in the water or something, or in a sewer, things like that. Crazy! He says, and he's not going to concede, uh, hey, Miami stuff was discovered. We haven't heard anything since he came out with that statement, and he still hasn't conceded. And it's not necessary for him to concede. She beat the hell out of them, and she will be approved if she has not already. Uh, I want to talk about a movie I saw this past week, All Fall Down. All Fall Down. It's an old movie. Uh, I hadn't seen it before, which is rare. By the time you reach my age and you love movies as I do, you've seen them all. Anyhow, All Fall Down was based on a book that James Leo Hurley wrote in 1960. It was published in 1960, All Fall Down. Uh, You know James Leo Hurley, uh, one of the better writers, most famous writers in the United States. Uh, He also wrote Midnight Cowboy. And so I can put this in perspective. He was a good friend of Tennessee Williams and spent as much time every year for many years in Key West staying with Tennessee Williams. His residency technically was the Silver Lake District of in. Los Angeles now the movie I want to talk about the movie this this book must have been terrific because they made the movie two years after the book came out 1962 the movie all fall down let me tell you who's in the movie Warren Beatty Eva Marie Saint Carl Malden Brandon DeWilde and Angela Lansbury all heavy hitters big time movie stars with one problem I thought Warren Beatty sucked. And then in getting into the movie, uh, researching it, I discovered this was his first movie. And that's why his appearance, it was conceded his appearance was not that good. He didn't know when to smile, when to be sad, uh, he, he, when to flick his eyes, raise his eyebrows. Uh, he did everything, but he did them, it seemed, a second wrong, early or a second late. Uh, i think he was a great actor i have enjoyed warren Beatty. i think he's one of the great stars of all time uh but he wasn't in this movie and i'm just sharing that with you why am i really getting into this is because of james leo hurley uh being in key west so much and when he wrote the book all fall down having been here all the time with tennessee williams he had a couple of he he talked about key west yeah and I picked this up out of the movie, all right? And as it turns out, there's a scene in the movie where Beattie and Wilde are walking down this huge bridge. You know how our bridge is here, crossing from one key to another. And it's long, and there's only two lanes, and there's not even a walking portion on this bridge, okay, on either side. Two lanes, one each way. And at first I thought, my God, these guys are walking down... Uh, the Seven Mile Bridge and having a conversation, which I thought was stupid. Then I realized that it wasn't the Seven Mile Bridge because the foundation wasn't similar to the, the Seven Mile Bridge that I know. There is a bridge uh, that's long, not that long, someplace. It's not near Key West. It's up the road. It's got to be up the road on the other side of Big Pine. Where, I don't know. But they're, they're walking down having this conversation. And the in the movie, they talk about it, and in the book, as about it being part of Key West. It got screwed up someplace. Anyhow, in the movie, they had a shot of Duval Street. Duval Street. I said, oh, my God, that's Duval Street. And the the shot was, as I figured out, the Cuban Club. The Cuba Club. I don't know if it's Cuban Club, Cuba Club. It's on Duval. All right? It's... um. It's been there for years, apparently. Uh, and I know when I came down here, uh, There, this movie, by the way, was made, the book written in 1960, the movie in 1962. When I came down here in the 80s, uh, this building had burned down and been rebuilt. When it was rebuilt, it was rebuilt almost in the style that it was originally, but some things are different. It has that wide porch, you remember, big white porch on top. And uh, so that's the the old Cuba Club, Cuban Club. And that was exciting. After all, I live here. Any of us that live here, it's nice to see Key West being recognized someplace somehow. So that's why it was there. And we, we can blame it all on Tennessee Williams and Hurley becoming friends. And those had to be great days back then, by the way, because the town was really not as it is today. It was the time when people wanted to be here, the 50s, 60s, especially the 70s. Wish I'd been here then. It had to be fun. It was different. Yesterday, yesterday was January 17th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, Now, Martin Luther King, many quotes by him. He, he, had, he was the silver-tongued orator. He spoke from the heart, and he spoke from the mind. He knew truth as it affected, it affected his black people. Here's one of his quotes. The ultimate measure of a man, and I'm going to repeat as I go along, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Think about it again. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. The reason I'm bringing this quote to your attention is because very few people today uh, in our world meet the measure of a man, okay? Uh, our politicians are mostly two-bit politicians, and I say it's a fact. Uh, and... Very few people today are great men, men of stature, women of stature, uh, because the measure of a man, uh, we don't see it. There are very few that uh, will stand at times of challenge and controversy. And that is why I bring Martin Luther King's quote to you tonight. Okay, moving on here. This one you're going to love. You wonder where I find these things. This, this is wild. This is crazy what I'm going to share with you now. You recall Trump gave us disinfectant. You remember him on television? He said, use disinfectant. You can drink it. It'll help your lungs. We're talking things like Lysol. So I don't think you mentioned Lysol. I said disinfectant, drink it, it helps your lungs. If you don't want to drink it, give it to yourself a shot in the arm it'll help you it'll cure instantly coronavirus okay stupid absolutely stupid stupid but are you aware how many people ended up drinking that stuff and ended up in hospitals in this country sick so many so many because he said it was a good thing then we've also had uh, the horseworm uh medicine you get inoculated with it it's for horseworms. <laughs> but recently, what three, four months ago, that was that was supposed to be the all-time cure, and people started getting shots of <laughs> what was the vets were putting into horses to get rid of their worms. Now, guess what we have now? Now, yearn, yearn, urine, urine, U R I N E. Drink a glass of urine every morning. Your urine. Your first, whatever you let out first, drink it every day. Uh, It's called Urotherapy. It will, you're going to love this. Remember the snake oil salesmen in the old west with their trucks and they had this stuff in a bottle. This will cure this, this, and that. Well, this is snake oil to me. But anyhow, uh, it's it's told. People who push this, and there's a guy who pushes this, uh, says that it will cure COVID. And. HIV, cancer, leukemia, and obesity. Terrific stuff, boy. Uh, <laughs> the fellow's name who, who's the head of this crazy operation is Christopher Paul Key. He's an anti-vaxxer, does not believe in the vaccine. He is the head of, and I quote, the vaccine police, the vaccine police, and he recommends the urine in lieu thereof. Uh and again, he urges his followers to swear off COVID-19 inoculations, drink their own urine as a cure. Key probably, proudly proclaimed last week, and I quote, I drink my own urine. Now, Key is connected in some fashion with Alex Jones. Alex Jones is the West Coast broadcaster, podcaster, whatever, and he, he makes a lot of money. He's big. He's big. He's the guy that came up with Pizzagate, remember? We had, the kids were downstairs being molested, Hillary Clinton and everything else. Uh and it just so happens that he and Alex Jones are friends, and Alex Jones, just so happens, sells online on a show a word. They call it word is one word for making people aware of the benefits of drinking the golden nectar, the golden nectar being urine. So there may be some connection, I don't know. Key says, if you don't want to drink it, no problem. Gargle, snort, or inject it. (laughs) I don't know how you snort a liquid. This is in cocaine. Uh, But what can I tell you? That's what's going on in the world. People are nuts. Let's see uh, my show's going to be off for pretty soon. Let me tell you about Cyprus. Cypress Cyprus has had, recently had twenty omicron cases, new ones, and they came up with a new variant uh, the next variant after Omicron, and they call it Delta Crone, and it's a combination of delta okay and omicron the delta variant and the omicron variant and they call it Delta Crone. it has not showed up any other place in the world than these 20 cases in cyprus well that's the show for tonight i've got to extend the show another half hour i have so much material every night uh I, I i'm happy to join me again tonight i love you people my numbers get bigger every week i see saying it and I, with a smile they do uh what can i tell you i thank you i thank you i thank you for joining me stay safe please and till we meet again next week good night